as we enter and begin the first full day of retreat. The invitation is really to allow yourself to settle, to arrive, knowing that we come in with kind of swirling energies of mind, of heart, of body. And this first day is really helpful to think of as just getting here. Some of you may have heard the image of uh, meditation practice as being like a jar of water with uh, dirt in it. And if you take and shake up the jar, you get muddy, churning water, which is kind of like how much of our life goes. And when we come on a retreat, and particularly at the beginning, in the first day, there's not so much to do. We just set the jar down. And as we set it down, the dirt begins to settle. You don't have to make it happen. There's no need for extra straining or efforting or forcing or tension. It's really allowing yourself as best you can to relax, to receive and allow what's here with as much spaciousness, graciousness, gentleness as you can. Because of course, those energies we come in with sometimes described as the monkey mind, the mind swinging from thought to thought, branch to branch. (laughs) Maybe the monkey shrieking as it goes. Sometimes described as the mind as a herd of wild elephants. So this is a normal being with those mental, emotional, physical processes, those energies that sometimes in the first day can swing wildly from a lot of energy to very little kind of exhaustion or fatigue, (coughs) tiredness you may feel. So as you relax and settle, it's really useful to attune, to listen in and pay attention specifically to the body and to the breath in the body as a kind of refuge, 
It's a place you can fly back again and again as a touchstone or home base. Letting the immediacy of the felt sense of the breath and the body, which are always here, always in the present. Letting those support you, allowing you more and more fully to arrive. So as you sit this morning and perhaps at the beginning of each period of seated meditation, it's helpful to really bring some care and attention to the particulars of the physical posture. And it's really not so much that there's a right or wrong way to sit But as we attend to the body, it helps us, supports us to come into the moment. So you want to make sure that you feel a sense of stability and support, kind of firm and solid base. the back of the legs, the buttocks, the knees on the cushion or the feet on the floor, creating a kind of triangle of three points down. And see what it's like if you really allow the weight of the body the heaviness of the bones and muscles to really sink down, rest down into that base of support. Feeling how the body itself is supported, held, by the chair or bench or cushion beneath you and by the floor and the earth. And at the same time that you feel the weight of the body, the earth element of the body resting down, letting the weight of the body give way to gravity. But you feel the earth in the body resting on the earth. At the same time, feeling how that long vertical core of the spine, our inner architecture rises up. 
not a stiff or rigid spine, but really allowing the natural curves of the spine to bring a sense of uprightness, of verticality, of dignity to the posture. Simultaneously sinking down, resting down, and rising up. Be checking to be sure that your ears are in line with your shoulders. Just to make sure there's no strain or pulling in the upper back. Letting the weight of the skull really balance the top of the spine. And see what happens if you let your chin drop very, very slightly down toward the chest, just enough that you can feel the back of the neck lengthen and open. Imagining, if you like, that there was a string pulling very gently from the crown of the head up toward the ceiling and the sky, giving that weight of the skull a sense of buoyancy, of uplift. Sinking down and rising up. Letting the tissue, the muscles, the tendons all around the bones soften, relax. And if you like, you might scan through the body with your attention, like a soft breeze, starting at the top of the head and moving down and just seeing, are there any residual areas of gripping or tension? Any places that you can invite to soften and release. Softening the eyes. The jaw and tongue. The throat. Letting the shoulders melt away from the ears.
softening and relaxing the ribs, the diaphragm, the low back, the belly. Checking to see if there's any gripping in the fingers, the hands. Relaxing the hips the groin, scanning down through the legs, all the way into the feet and the toes. attention to open and expand, to fill the whole body. Really sensing and feeling the interiority, the felt sense of the body from the inside, however that is for you now. You might be aware of heat or coolness The body may feel heavy and tired, spacious and light. You might be aware of the aliveness of the body, tingling or flowing, pulsing, aching. Perhaps there's a sense of stillness.
whatever's here, whatever's true for you now. Can you open, receive, allow? your body sitting to express itself and be known just as it is, moment by moment. As you begin to settle, to arrive in the immediacy of the felt sense of the body sitting, however that is for you, you'll likely notice that the mind, the attention is drawn or pulled thinking or planning or worrying, remembering. Please don't judge. This is just a natural habit of mind. Just allowing all of that to come and go in the background. Attending returning again and again to the simple truth of the body sitting. And it's fine to simply rest in the awareness of the felt sense of the body. If you find it helpful, <clears throat> you might pay particular attention to the sensations of the body breathing. with no need to change or force the breath in any way. Becoming aware of the breath in the body as sensation, wherever that's most distinct or obvious for you.
allowing the awareness of the body and the body breathing to be a kind of refuge, a support helping tether you to the moment. No matter how many times the mind drifts off, knowing that the breath and the body are always here. Here.
So on this first day, as we begin to settle in and arrive together, the invitation is really to offer you the awareness, attention, attending to this very simple, direct experience of the body and the body breathing as a kind of grounding, as a support to help you get here, to help all of us together begin to land and arrive. So as you move through the day, whether you're sitting or walking or eating or standing in line for food or resting, just keep reminding yourself, oh yeah, the body, right. Ah, the breath, yeah. Remembering that you don't have to make it happen. (laughs) It's already here. It's already happening. And your work, as it were, is really to keep putting the glass jar down and allowing the dirt to settle. So we'll have instruction like this morning, each morning at the 8.30 sitting. And um, most mornings after the this sitting, there will be uh, scheduled meetings with us, individual meetings where you have an opportunity to check in and say how it's going. Um, But we'll start that tomorrow so that we can all kind of collectively continue to settle today. Uh, There'll be a few things later offered later today that we hope will also support us all in settling in. Um, at the 11 o'clock walking period today, uh, any of you who are new in particular or interested can stay back in the hall to receive some um, support or help with finding a posture, a seated posture that uh, feels stable and comfortable for you. Um, Pawan will be offering some sign-up meetings, so starting at 2.30 this afternoon. So there'll be a sign-up sheet posted on the door to the dining room room with just a few spots. So if there's, especially if you're new or if there's something that is coming up that you could use to talk to someone about today, um, she'll be available for that. And then at the 7.15 walking um, period, um, we'll offer a Q&A. And again, especially for those of you who, for whom this is a first retreat or you're new uh, to practice, um, if there are questions or difficulties that arise as you move through the day, um, you're welcome to bring those questions, reflections, concerns uh, to that Q&A period, um, and we'll 
do our best <laughs> to, to uh, answer and respond. Um, and one other announcement just as a request from us, if you uh, leave a note for one of us or for one of the managers, um, please fold your note so that the content of the note isn't uh, read by everyone. That makes sense. So uh, keep it folded so that the person who's meant to receive the note can read it and uh, not the rest of the community. I think that's it. Andrea's going to offer some um, uh, instruction now in walking meditation. You've probably all noticed those are the main components of the schedule. Sitting, walking, sitting, walking. So, please. So we explore, um, as Pam was saying, we explore mindfulness all day long. From the moment we w wake up till the moment we go to bed. And the, um, you know, sometimes we think about the, the meditation as being in the sitting. And yet we also can cultivate this capacity, this, this amazing capacity of our minds to be present with what's happening in the moment to relax, receive, and allow all of our experience in all of our activities. And so we practice in a formal way, we, we also practice um, cultivating this capacity while walking, while in movement. We also work with this in our uh, work meditations. We work with being aware and present in our work meditations in the in-between times while eating. Um, those are all the more informal times of practice, but we do have some formal instructions to offer for the walking period. So the first piece, as um, with the sitting, really, really helpful to relax in walking practice. And what I like to suggest in terms of relaxing, relaxing in the walking practice is to begin by just exploring or finding a pace that feels comfortable. Just walking, maybe uh, playing with how fast you're walking. You know, walk a little faster, a little slower, but kind of tune into what feels most comfortable, natural, easeful for you. In some ways, there's a pace of movement that can kind of align with where our minds are comfortable being present. And that pace will change at different times of the day and at different, uh, different things that are going on in our minds. And so just taking a kind of, just being curious, okay, what pace feels comfortable now? And just playing with that for a few minutes at the beginning of the walking. Um, so the, the walking practice is um, can be done in a variety of ways, and we'll just explore it in a back and forth way in this in this uh, in the formal walking. And so, finding a place as you get up to leave here to find a place to do your walking, it can be helpful to pick a path that's say twenty paces or so long, and then just walk back and forth on that path. 
starting with finding a pace that feels comfortable walking on that path. One of the good things about um, not having to think about essentially where you're walking, you know, to not have to um, like chart a course around the center or around the, the walking paths, is that the mind can get much more simple. You don't have to be thinking or involved in where do I go next or what do I have to, do I turn left or right here? You just pick a path and just choose to walk back and forth on that path. And so we're not going anywhere in the walking. And we can really just explore what does it mean to be present while walking. This really points at, at the heart of what we're doing here. The, the whole um, instruction is to open to what is happening in the present moment. It doesn't really matter what is happening. We are cultivating the capacity to be aware, whatever that is. And so in some ways we put ourselves into these um, situations where not much else is happening, like sitting in the hall with our eyes closed or walking back and forth in a, in a path that leaves more of our minds available to connect with the experience that's happening in the present moment. What is the experience of walking? This, this is a training. We are training our minds to recognize the experience that's happening in the present moment as an experience that's happening in the present moment. Now that sounds like nothing, but it is not our usual way of meeting experience. Usually we are instead thinking about what's happening in the present moment or not thinking about what's happening in the present moment, not even aware of what's happening in the present moment. But, o- but often if we are somewhere in the vicinity of the present moment, we're not actually experiencing it, we're thinking about it. And so this is a, a different relationship. And this relationship the Buddha pointed to as being a key um, for helping us to understand our own minds and helping us to understand why we struggle. At one point, um, Joseph got this instruction from his very early, very early instructions from, from someone, Joseph Goldstein got this instruction. If you want to understand your mind, if you want to understand why you struggle, sit down and look at your mind. Look at what's going on in, in, in your mind. And so that's what we're training. We're training ourselves in the capacity to be aware of what's actually happening. And we do this by cultivating this capacity to notice what's happening in the present moment, often starting with the body because it's one of the easiest place, places to connect. And so we, we begin with this finding a place to walk and walking back and forth at a pace that feels comfortable. So when you find a pace that feels relatively comfortable, that's the relaxed part. And then we uh, explore the receive part in the walking. Pam offered three basic steps to our practice. Relax, receive, allow. So relaxing, finding the pace that feels comfortable. And then receiving, what we'll be receiving in the walking is exploring, connecting with the physicality of walking. The experience of the touch 
experience of walking. And one of the easiest places to do that is in the, in the legs and feet. It's where some of the strongest experience is found in the walking. And so as you're walking, just beginning to notice the, the movement, the movement of the legs and the feet. Whatever pace feels comfortable, you start with that and you just notice the movement. It may be that you're, you're walking at a slightly slower than average pace, and that's often a, a pace that feels relatively comfortable to begin. And, and just noticing the, the stepping and the placing, the stepping and the placing. In terms of receiving, again, as Pam pointed out, we're not making any sensations happen. They happen, sensations happen. The conditions of the foot hitting the ground there are sensations available to be known. And so we can explore receiving the sensations that come to us in the walking. Kind of letting the attention kind of settle in the, in the leg and foot and seeing what's available. Gil Fransdahl sometimes um, points to an attitude or a kind of an image kind of an, almost an analogy, an image that he uses for walking. He, he thinks about his feet as though they were sponges. And each step, it's like the sensations are drawn into the sponge, like, like water is drawn into the sponge. And just what's drawn in? What's, what's received? The sensations as the foot contacts the ground. What is received? What is that sensation? And then the foot lifts and moves. And there's some different sensations there. It's easy to find the sensations as the foot contacts the ground. The foot lifts and moves. Different sensations there. And then contacts the ground again. Lifting, moving, placing. This, this activity of walking gives us the opportunity to begin to get familiar with how sensations arise the sensation as your foot touches the ground, the sensations grow and become strong, and then how they, they change as the foot comes off the ground and moves. And so this is not only an exploration of this, the strong sensations of contacting, but also how those sensations weaken and shift. So it's, it's an exploration of noticing the changing nature of the sensations. So there's the the foot on the ground that lifts and moves and places. Lifting, moving, placing. So you feel this, this shifting of sensation. And so just keeping the attention kind of in that field of legs and feet. The mind will also wander in, in the walking. If the mind gets really far gone, if, if the mind is pretty caught by something, then it can be helpful to just stop the walking for a few moments. Stand, again, stand at the, at the, at the beginning, stand and um, um, just kind of ground yourself again, reconnect, and then begin walking again. So in the back and forth, <coughs> we pay attention to the entirety of the walking. We start by standing at the end of our path, probably just noticing the standing, noticing that experience of standing, 
what that's like, and then beginning to walk, noticing the movement, the sensations, and then we'll come to the end of the path. Stopping, we'll notice the stopping. It's usually helpful to stop at the end of the path as opposed to just turn and immediately go back because that helps sometimes if our minds are caught in thought. The actual movement to stop helps us to recognize, oh, oh, I've actually been lost in thought. If we just keep walking kind of in a circle, our minds kind of can just follow in a circle and just kind of stay lost in thought. So the activity of stopping at the end of a path can help us in that um, checking the mind from being lost in thought. And so stopping, standing, consciously turning, standing, and then beginning again. And so what I'd like to do is just take a moment to stand up and explore some of the sensations with you that happen while walking. So standing. This is how we'll begin at the, uh, at the beginning of our walking path, standing. And so just notice the experience of standing, as Pam was talking about, both the groundedness, the contact with the floor, the sensations there, and the rising of the body. And letting your attention kind of land or gravitate in your feet, just the sensations in your feet. Just what are the sensations there? The, the hardness, the pressure, maybe some pulsing or vibration or tingling. Just noticing those sensations. And now, put your attention in your right foot. And while your attention is in your right foot, notice the sensations there. You're touching the contact that's there on the floor. And while your attention is there, let your attention, keep your attention in your right foot, but let your weight shift to your left foot. And notice how the sensations change in your right foot as you shift to your left foot. A kind of maybe um, weakening or diminishment of the sensations. And keep your attention in your right foot and let your attention shift back to your right foot. How they strengthen and get more of a pressure there. Come back to center. Now we'll take a step. And so attention in your left foot now. And lifting your, you're going to take a step with your left foot, so lifting your heel and just again, do this very slowly and lifting your heel and notice how the sensations get a little stronger on the toe. And then as you lift your toe and move it forward, how that gets weak again, almost non-existent and then step down and feel the sensations come back. And then a step with your right foot. And again, thinking about receiving sensations and coming back. Come to seated again.
That is about the slowest you would walk. Uh, Sometimes on these retreats, people do get very interested in the sensations in that way. And if it feels comfortable and easeful, I encourage that. If it feels like the mind can be so interested and it's just like really easily able to meet that level of sensation and and interested in the just the, the the tiny shifts that happen as you lift and move in place, great. But or and I should say, um, some of the time that is actually not where it's easy. That's not where the mind is, and and it's much more comfortable to move at a slightly faster pace. And so use the ease, use the relaxation as your guide. I can't emphasize that enough. Sometimes people can, it's almost like they're competitions. Who can walk the slowest in the, in the walking room? And uh, that, that is not actually, there's not a competition here. I mean, everybody's in a different state of mind. There's no way to compare uh, our practice with another person's practice. And so um, using for yourself that sense of ease and relaxation as the guide for your pace for the walking and where and how it is easiest to stay connected to the sensations while walking. Another thing I like to point to with the walking practice is that um, the walking practice essentially begins when the bell in the hall ends to rings to end the sitting period. That the whole process of shifting the posture to move into standing, that's that can be a meditation too. We are exploring the possibility of cultivating mindfulness and movement. And so one of the things I often like to explore at the first um, when I'm sitting as I move to standing is what what is the first part of the body that moves in order to stand? Sometimes it's surprising. It's not what you would think necessarily. And so exploring that and, and being curious, how does it how does the body choose? How does the body stand? What happens? And then again, finding a, a way to be with the walking as you find your walking path, and then beginning beginning the walking. So I want to offer um, Pawan, if you have anything you'd like to offer about the walking. No? Okay. Great. (laughs) So uh, sometimes people ask where to put the hands while walking. Um, And I generally like to put them someplace conscious, consciously, so that I know where they are. Um, um, and then try to not just move them randomly. So I may start with them clasped in front of me or behind me. And then if I feel like, you know, if I feel there's something in the body that's creating some discomfort around the arms or the shoulders, I generally wait until I get to the end of a walking path. And then I consciously do that as a meditation too, to move the arms, again, so that I'm aware of what's happening. The motivation in the mind to do something, the motivation to shift the arms, often because of some discomfort in the body. 
So to just be very conscious about, about all the movement. The other piece that can be useful in the walking is at times, and you can play with this and see if it's useful, uh, to use some um, a light noting for the, uh, the movement just to kind of orient or keep the mind with the experience. So you could use stepping, stepping, stepping in the walking. Um, or you might use right, left, right, left. Right, left I found helpful because it, it provides a good feedback. Um, if the mind wanders, you may find yourself going left, right, left, right, in the opposite foot, and then you know that there's been a disconnect. So it serves as a little bit of a, a feedback. Um, and if the movement slows down a little bit, you could um, kind of just acknowledge that you're noticing the lifting and placing of the foot, lifting and placing of the foot. So, I want to remind you, um, I've given the walking instructions and we are moving into a walking period, and yet there are some of you who do have uh, jobs in the kitchen right now. And so I just want to remind you, sometimes as I give the walking instructions, people think, oh, walking, that's the next thing. So some of you do have, have, have a work in the kitchen right now. And so if you do, do practice walking meditation as you go to the kitchen and perhaps practice movement meditation in the kitchen. But please um, do remember your yogi jobs during the walking period. So enjoy your walking.